When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Welcome, everybody, to Daddy vs. Doctor. We have a brand new special little thing we're doing today at the top of the show. What is it? Mailbag. Daddy vs. Doctor's got mail. I can't really sing. But the point is, send your questions to daddyversdoctor at gmail.com. Put them on our Instagram feed. We're going to answer your questions live on the show. Yeah, packed today with great callers. One woman calling in about her son, seven years old, who is a little scattered and whatnot. But beautiful thing about the call, had about nine cities in Italy on a poster on the wall. Uh, Fascinating. Makes Sebastian happy. Italy makes Sebastian happy. (laughs) (laughs) These intros are not made to be serious, by the way. These are fun intros. That wasn't the most interesting thing, but I give you a little. And we got a siren in the background. Once again, someone getting murdered right here in downtown Los Angeles. The most interesting thing about this episode is I'm sitting next to Sebastian talking to a father with Sebastian in the background on the TV screen. It's yeah. a double Sebastian episode, everybody. Double Sebastian episode. Yeah. lot to unpack here on the uh, Daddy versus Doctor show. Let's get into it. We got a big announcement here on Daddy versus Doctor. Something new to the show. Yeah. Uh, we're always looking for new stuff. Why don't you tell the listeners what's going on? So we have a new segment called Mailbag, where you guys can write in questions, do it on our Instagram page, send it into daddyversdoctor at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and then we will pick questions and answer them here. We're going to jump right into the bag. All right, Jack and Lindsay from Atlanta, Georgia ask, my one-year-old only wants to eat cheese, grapes, and cookies. What do I do? Sort of sounds like your diet. Yeah. What do you got? Um, How old? One-year-old. Okay. This is what's fascinating about this question. She or he, whoever uh, sent the question, acts like the one-year-old is opening up the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and going in the pantry and getting this. (laughs) So you're obviously giving Mm -hmm. this food to her. And my theory would be, no, you stop giving her the food that if you don't want her to eat those foods, you supplement with other foods that are in the kitchen, no? So did you do that for the kids? It's like, this is what you're having. You don't eat it. Come back later. This is what I'm trying to implement. Okay. But Lana has a different theory saying, you know, if they don't want it, don't make it a big negative. Right. You know, uh, I always go eat one more spoonful mm-hmm. or take two more bites. Sorry. Mm. And... Uh, 
and Lana is not from that school. So do you have a take on this? I do. I have a take on everything. I know you and you would. know when you mention your wife, I'm always going to, you know, a little bit of Sebastian, a little bit of Lana. Of course. Because that's what I do. Um, no, I think the hard thing is, you know, after a year, kids become picky eaters, right? So the best the best eaters at one, most people come in at one, my child eats a lot. I tell them sometime between one and two, they're gonna become picky for two reasons. One, developmentally, they'd rather do anything but sit still. You see, they're running around like crazy. And two, physiologically, it actually just doesn't take as much to grow. So the first year of waking is like, and the second year of waking is like this. And they tend to live off of dairy, carbs, and fruit. But I agree. I think your job is to worry about quality. They worry about quantity. You make your three or four things. You hope they eat part of one. I mean, I remember my daughter getting mac and cheese four nights a week because she loved it and my wife loved it. But I think you're right. If it's not on the plate and they're not hungry, I wouldn't make 20 different things. I wouldn't chase them around. I wouldn't plop them in front of an iPad because you're setting up a five-year-old disaster. It's more important to teach healthy eating habits than worry about volume. There's no chance a healthy child is going to starve themselves mm -hmm. so when do you see now that you have teenagers have their palate has, has it began to expand where they're trying a like calamari yeah. or other foods when does that kick in no i mean they're good eaters and i think early on we did a lot of different types of foods early on and that's why my wife instacarts four different dinners every night so there you have it right from the doctor's mouth right into your brain into the mailbag here, here, here. Music. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's going on, bro? Not much. How's it going, guys? Uh, we're going good here on a Saturday afternoon, uh, getting ready for the holidays, taking some calls. Can, um, can you go back to that headshot? What was that headshot? Yeah, you had like a headshot Full there. Full suit. That Suit, you, look like you had a bunch of stuff drone, in front of yeah. you. I own a drone company, so it was a drone we built. Um, yeah, you want to see it? Yeah, yeah, what is it? Oh, my fat day. That was when I was a bit fatter. Now, but what are you holding? That's what's you... a drone? Oh, a drone. oh, it's a drone. What do you what do you work for the government? No, no, I own a drone tech company. Drone tech company. Mm. Well, hey, you know what? Let's get into drones. One second. I got a question for you. Yeah, tell me. If a drone comes over my property line, can I pick it out of the air? Yeah, why not? Is it is it illegal? I don't I don't know the laws in your state, but I do know that in some states it's legal to shoot down a drone if it's above your property line in your air rights. Okay. Do you have or do you sell anti-drone systems that I could purchase? We don't, but there are companies that do. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Wait, do you have a baby drone? You know how everybody's got like the nighttime cameras and things? 
What if, and maybe I'm giving you like a million dollar business idea. What if you had a drone that was like zoned in on a specific child and followed the child around? Do you have something like that? Honestly, if I could build a drone to feed my baby and soothe it at night, I would be a very happy man. This is what we need to do. We're cutting edge here in daddy versus doctor. Okay, so what's the question? Yeah, I mean, uh, so can I give you a little bit of back story to give so that the question is more relevant? Because I know you guys talk a lot about sleep and sleep training and I know you're going to probably bust my balls a bit and that's okay because we're having trouble. We have got a six and a half month old baby girl named Layla and it's been a real struggle for my wife and I. It's our first baby. When she came out, she she had uh, originally diagnosed with colic and so she was having really bad episodes, three, four hour screaming episodes where you could tell she was in a lot of discomfort and pain. And then it kind of transformed. My wife was breastfeeding into reflux and they started putting her on reflux medication. Um, and then, uh, and so she's, you know, it's, it was clear she had reflux, but it was getting worse and worse and worse. And so she hasn't slept since a baby. Her sleep patterns were like an hour, an hour and a half at a time at most. And then she would wake up screaming, need a feed or was in pain. And we couldn't really figure out what was going on. Sometimes episodes would last three or four hours. And then we realized that maybe it's more than reflux, maybe it's food allergy. Um, and we went off breast milk to formula. We tried different types of formula. It actually got worse for a bit. And it was just, it was horrible. My wife was suffering from postpartum at the same time. Uh, and it was really, really big struggle for us. And I think we, we finally, and you know, we kept going to doctors. We're here in the Cayman Islands, so we're a bit limited. But I had to fly to Miami a few times. Um, and we finally got to a formula, I think, that's, that, is, that has worked for us. Uh, we went hyperallergenic, and then we went uh, dairy-free, but then she hated that. And then we found another one, this Neocate with probiotic, prebiotic, which, which actually she enjoys, and it's, it's really seeming to get better for us. And, um, and so anyways, I'm leading into the, kind of her backstory because feeding has been a, ch- a real challenge. Every time that we used to feed her, she would go in pain. She'd actually go into like the fetal position and you couldn't even stretch her out. She, you could just see the pain and it was so hard for us. And so she was always on the, when we, we would take her to the doctor very often to get weighed and stuff. She was on this fine line where the doctors would say if she's not eat because she wasn't eating enough. Um, if she loses any more weight, she needs to go to the hospital. And so we kept her kind of just growing enough that we didn't have to do that. Thank God. Um, but feeding's always been this big challenge. And so night times for us are incredibly challenging because she doesn't sleep. And we know I want to sleep train. I'm scared shitless because she uh, she's my baby girl and I hate to see her scream or in pain. And I'm really scared about that. But we were told by our doctor, you know, that you can't, it's too hard to sleep train because she's not getting enough food during the day. And so you need to feed her at, the, at night. Well, now she's six and a half months. She's still on the reflux meds. Her feeding is getting a lot better, um, but she's still in discomfort sometimes. And so we've, we've got her to a point where the feeding's getting better. She's definitely getting more during the day. We've introduced solids. Um, and, but the sleep is still horrible. Like she still wakes up every hour or two wanting to feed. And I'm trying to figure out, is it safe for us? The first, there's kind of two questions. One, is it safe for us to start sleep training? He does wake up sometimes in pain. And, and I, you know, I think it's a combination of manipulation, eating that 
needing me or my wife to calm her down, as well as uh, her just, you know, uh, actually needing food because she, she hasn't got enough during the day or whatever it is. And then the second question, just to lay on that, is now we've, we've got this new issue where she's face planting. And I didn't even know this was a thing, but she's rolling onto her stomach and literally sleeping face down uh, where, you know, and, and we're paranoid. Like I'm checking her nose. I'm trying to see if air, like get my hand under there, she's covering her face. And so we'd roll her onto her side and then she, she just wants, she seems more comfortable lying face down. And so then that we've slept even less because now we're worried she's going to suffocate herself on top of this. And we're watching her literally 24 seven. Um, and I just bought this breathable, uh, special breathable mattress so that if apparently she can breathe through it. Anyways, so my two questions are, can we start sleep training given the fact that she has experienced some of these challenges and two, if you're going to die face planting, do I need to like be this cautious? I mean, it's, it's, it's so tough because whenever you have a child that's in pain from anything and you know, as a parent, it's so stressful and you almost get like PTSD. I can hear it in your voice. Like you're worried about every feeding. Are we getting enough to gain weight? You know, is she going to be okay at night? It causes a, a lot of stress on new parents. And I'm sorry you guys had to go through this. I'm glad to hear some of these things are getting better. Um, I, the sleep training question is hard for me to answer because a lot really depends on her growth and weight gain, to be quite honest with you. Um, you need to make sure from the pediatrician that she's gaining appropriate weight with appropriate volumes during the day before you sleep train. Um, obviously, right? We, we need, enough, need enough calories. It's really hard sometimes to tell how much crying at night is due to the problems at hand, the reflux, the milk protein allergy versus manipulation. And one way I always tell parents to look at is how are they during the day? Okay, because medical problems don't have predilections for day or night. Predilections, look that up. Sorry. Jeez. So, so throwing out <laughs> words. Predilections. One, one, one word Never a day. Even heard Come of on. It, but <laughs> so, I know what it means in the context of the sentence. Um, so, you know, if there's something wrong with you medically, it's going to happen all the time. So, if her feedings are good during the day, if she's not in pain with the feeding, if she's not having painful reflux during the day, then it's very likely at night she's okay and the crying is more behavioral. Though reflux symptoms when you lay down can increase. So, you, you know, you can do little things like elevating the head of the bed and making sure those things. So sometimes seeing how they're acting and responding, we're gaining good weight during the day, we're feeding well during the day, we're, those would be the indications, oh, maybe we could start start sleep training. The the nighttime rolling is hard. How did your, your kids sleep? Did they ever roll? Uh, roll like roll, roll onto their face or their, you know? Uh, Caruso more than the Serafina. And I had that issue like, okay, is he breathing? But yeah. he wouldn't stay there for a while. You know, you'd look right. at the, the camera and he'd be down. You go in and then he pop up. Right. And it's scary because I remember when my daughter started roll, because what do we worry about? We worry about SID, sudden infant death syndrome. Um, and since the back to sleep campaign, which is the idea of putting all babies to sleep on their back, the incidence of that has decreased by almost like 80%. So what's great is that's really helped. Two to four months is the peak of SIDS. And then it starts slowing down. And 
almost 80% plus is before six months. So we're exiting that area. So as a parent, that feels better. And then the problem is starting at four months, they roll. So that's why we say at four months, sleeping in a crib with a firm mattress, no swaddles, no blankets, no pillows, no bumpers, you lay them sleep on their back, but any position they find themselves in, they're safe to stay in as long as they got there on their own and there's nothing impinging them getting back. My daughters both slept face down. I would do what you did. I went in every time, turned the head to the side. Half an hour later, face down again, head to the side. So it's scary in reality, if they're doing it on their own and they were able to get in that position, there's nothing impinging, it should be okay. Um, and how are you gonna do that every hour anyway? So it's, it's, it's really a difficult thing mentally we think about, mm -hmm. but typically you're exiting that range, start on the back, even if you know she's gonna roll over immediately, make sure the crib is a safe place. And then for the, the sleep training, I would talk to your doctor, make sure weight gain's good, and make sure her symptoms have improved during the day. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I know this has nothing to do with anything, I just keep getting distracted, because Sebastian is in, yeah. in the back camera, and I keep what? like, I keep seeing this, and, I noticed that right I from the get go. You did? I, was, I was like, he's next to me. He's on the screen. It's so confusing. I told my wife last night, I said, I'm going on the show, Daddy vs. Doctor. She said, What is this about? I said, Oh, it's one, you know, it's this comedian, Sebastian. And yeah, uh, she goes, Who the hell? So I put him on, you're on Netflix. I put it on Netflix and she was laughing. She was dying. That's an so older I, concert, though. You should see the new one. But it, it's just, yeah, I saw the new one. This yeah. is just rolling. I was getting in the mood for this, this conversation. <laughs> I saw the new one. Oh, she didn't like it. I put the let's, old. Put the, let's put the one, uh, other one on with the blue jacket. Um, <laughs> all right. So did, I know I know there's a lot of factors here in yeah. this. This is uh, above my pay grade to, to chime in. I haven't dealt with this at all as right. a father. So uh, I hope that Dr. Cohen has kind of given you a, a, a little, a little, uh, at ease as far as uh, what's going on over there but um and, and the good news with yeah. the two concerns you've had in the last six months allergies and reflux they tend to get better and almost everybody resolves by a year so the good news is it's only going to continue to get better and you know make parenting that much easier yeah no absolutely i mean it's helpful her she is eating now during the day a lot she's eating a lot of solids and so i guess that's where we're really stuck you know her weight gain is fine uh and so now it's like okay i, I think she's healthy she doctor thinks she's healthy i don't think she's healthy enough and we're just you know are we just being oversensitive parents now because of the issues that the trauma we've gone through we as parents think, yeah. for six 100 percent. and in summation here drones cayman islands we're in the wrong business dude uh i got it Cayman Islands and drones, I got to go illegal? <laughs> not, not illegal. Not illegal at all. And Sebastian, we need you down here, man. We need a show. Here. I know, man. I got to get down there. Uh, I mean, we'll look get, at the palace. He's I know. Yuki can put you up there. Uh, apparently, drones is where to go to get the uh, uh, floor to ceiling windows. And, and tilt my baby's head every 30 minutes. You're welcome here anytime you want. All right, brother. Thanks for the invite. We'll expect a free drone. <laughs> hey, in the good luck. Take care, brother. Thank you. See you later. Very good. Um, yeah. I hate to hear people going through, you know, all that mental, you know, as a, as a parent of kids face down. And, uh, yeah, it's hard, it's right? Hard to, uh, you just I, think I about it. With... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. How's it going? Hi. Oh, look at all the Italian signs in the back. Yes, yes. I'm 100% Italian, of course. Well, so. we could have guessed by that uh, artwork. <laughs> <laughs> I found it at Home Goods ten years ago, and my brother wants one too, but I haven't been able to find one for him yet. Yeah, I got so my um, maiden name was Puglia, top region. Oh, nice! He just went. I there. was just there. I loved it. Oh, beautiful! The the, the Borga Ignazia. Oh, phenomenal! Did you nice. just hey, did you to... just do this? You're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing to go with the Borga. If I. Have you have you been to the Borga? We need to get sponsorship yeah, by the Borga. It. Oh, it's phenomenal. Which place on that sign is your favorite place? Oh, I haven't been to any of them. Oh. Um, my maiden name is Puglia. Yep. Puglia, so I bought it because it has my name on it. But um, my family's from Sicily, Calabria, and Sorrento. Did you see from scratch yet? Yes. Okay, we just started. Wait. Don't don't ruin it. We just wait, started. Wait, I don't know that one. This is, is a Netflix show. It takes place in in Italy. It's a, I guess a love story. We just haven't got into it yet, but people say it's pretty pretty good. Mm. Check it out. Um, what's going? What's happening at the house with the kids? So I have uh, my seven. My son is seven years old. He's going to be eight in January. And I have a daughter who is four. Um, she's in preschool. And since my son was young, um, he's always been very impulsive when it comes to swiping things, touching things, just always busybody. Um, and it, I just thought like it would be something he would grow out of, but it's just continued to get worse and worse. Um, even with our morning routine, getting ready for school, it's the same thing. Get dressed, eat brush your teeth, do your hair. And he just, I'll give him like one direction at a time because he does get distracted and he just will get like side um, sidetracked. And then even my daughter will be like, come on. She's parenting my son. I love it. Like telling him to do. And I'm like, okay, is it me who's like not doing the right thing when one child is like staying on task and then my son is just super like distractible. And I don't want to like put him in a category of like ADD. If that, like, I don't want to like classify him. Mm -hmm. Like, I want, so, okay. So, my question is like, is it me who's parenting with him when my daughter is like still like, she's the one who's like being too poor and she's like getting the routine where my son is just, he's so, always been a little more challenging. And it's, to the point, another thing, to the point where he's, he gets frustrated with himself because he knows he could do better and he's telling himself like negative things about himself because he knows he could do better and he just thinks he's got a deficiency. You're going right to genetics, aren't you? No, um, I'm not. I'm going to because my daughter who's five and I have 
Mm-hmm. It's like a delight. Right. <laughs> gets dressed. Uh, they're beautiful. My son is a chimpanzee. This no. kid this kid can't sit still or he'll get frustrated. He'll go on the floor. He'll start crying. Try to get him dressed. It's a fucking struggle. My non-medical diagnosis yeah. here is he's a boy. I said genetics, Y chromosome. We all need one step directions, and I still don't remember. <laughs> oh, you said genetics. I thought you were pinning oh, it on one, one, I, one. The 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 husband. I know you, were at Lana. Genetics, yeah, Lana, yeah, and you. But yeah, no, yeah. I was thinking like Y chromosome. I'm I'm still getting yelled at this morning. Yeah, we yeah. About no, you're you're. <laughs> well, that's a that's a different. We'll do marital counseling later, but um, so you know, I I I think you know it's interesting. There is we hear that a lot, right? He's just a boy. I guess the question yeah, is how it's affecting his daily life. I mean, one thing you just said is he notices that it's affecting him and it's frustrating. And is it happening in more than one environment? Because a lot of times we'll hear at home. I call his name 15 times, I ask him to clean his room, take out the trash, he doesn't do anything. And then you go to the parent-teacher conference and they're like, he's the best kid since sliced bread. You know, I, I remember going to my my parent-teacher conference and they're like, your daughter is the best cleaner and sharer and helper. And I'm like, which point out which one you think's my daughter? Because it's things you never saw at home. So if it's happening in more than one environment, and I agree, you know, labeling and putting him in a box it's a little bit of semantics right now because let's say you say he's got adhd what's the first thing you're going to do we're not going to jump to medication the olden days right you used to go in my kid doesn't listen leave with a prescription that's not right there has to be a proper evaluation um and the first thing we would do is behavioral modification it's actually some of the things you said so in school making sure we're sitting in the front of the classroom making sure we're not sitting with our buddies making sure we are getting one-step commands you're not saying go take your your bag and hang it up and then get your notebook and come you already forgot it all it's like one thing when you're done do the next um setting him up for success sometimes you need at home the homework yeah let's do three math problems and let's go run around the house and i'll time you it's two what math no problems? no 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 seven I- I'm seven. seven. Oh, Older I thought the son. kid was two. No, the daughter, who's the younger daughter, daughter. is oh is God. telling the older even, son. Can't oh even listen, God. right? Jesus, can't I thought even. there was three. Are there three kids? Two. I two thought there kids. was a seven, four, and a two-year-old. <laughs> no. Four-year-old daughter no, no, no. got it going oh, on. Seven-year-old okay. a little all over the place, gotcha. right? Wow. So just ways to set up for success. And then if you're still not seeing improvement, it is worth getting a full evaluation. One, to assess, do we truly have ADHD? There are other things that can mimic ADHD, learning disorders, sensory issues. And then being proactive if treatment's needed because – you want to be proactive because it affects self-esteem, like you already noticed. If you realize that something that should take 10 minutes is taking you two hours and you think you're a dum-dum and it's frustrating, but you're actually really smart, that's hard on a kid. And every year it gets harder and more is expected of you. Right. So starting to do these things early isn't a bad idea. So because yeah, I did talk to my no. pediatrician years ago and she said they don't typically diagnose until like five, right. six. Exactly. Shortly before seven, five to seven range or later. Yeah. But it's good that you're noticing these things now. You can start some interventions now and get appropriate testing if things aren't helping, if you're getting feedback from the school that despite all this, we're really struggling because we don't want them to struggle. But it's not parenting. You parented them both 
exactly the same and and different people are different people you're doing great Great. yeah thanks you know what i suggest what do you suggest i suggest a trip to puglia Mm. i like that you should do that run around italy (laughs) that's right what would what, what would your what would your parents say about a situation like this, what? How would they discipline us? Discipline my parents? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, my mom has said like we probably should seek help because she's seen this in him since he was little. Okay. Um, and I am like in the process of like going to get him to talk to somebody, just because he is doing so well in other areas, and at home it's just it's really really challenging. Yeah. So I don't want to punish him to the point where it makes him feel worse about himself right. too. Right. But still tell him like, these are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's that fine balance. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, we've heard this a lot on the podcast. Am I doing something wrong? And, uh, you know, Dr. Cohen has always kind of said it's, it's not, it's not what the parent is necessarily doing. Sometimes the, the, problem is so nuanced that it's it's you know it's beyond the parents control yeah i mean i think we do this also because to show people if we can be parents pretty much anybody can do it i mean come on i got yeah. two kids at home <laughs> he's wearing a, like a snow yeah, and i'm wearing a, a sweater i, I, like I should be in a chalet yeah well, um hot chocolate coming up on the next episode of daddy vs doctor <laughs> well we appreciate you calling in and we hope you have a very nice christmas and uh Happy holidays. Happy Happy New Year. Thank you. Big fans. Thank you. What's going on? Ah. Sebastian, this is Dr. Cohen. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. You got it. You got it. What's what's going on? You look comfortable. Guy, I'm going to (laughs) talk. One second. First of all, I love the setup. We typically don't talk to anybody who's on a beautiful couch. And I don't know where you got the camera set up, but uh I like I like where he's at in the in the home. Are you good vibing lighting. this? No, it's very good lighting. All right. And then secondly, not too many people could pull off a beautiful silver beard, bro. I mean it, it's oh, you can see Yeah, man. It's coming in hot over here. Yeah. So you got an allergy issue. Yeah, correct. Go ahead. Well, eight-year-old daughter. Um, and forgive me, my wife stepped out and she's gonna help me with this. So um, I'm going solo here. All right. Um, eight-year-old daughter, uh, for the last few years, um, seems to be in the evenings, she is uh, congested. Um, we brought her to our pediatrician, they checked her uh, anoids. I believe they're called mm-hmm. and her um and i wrote this down a station tubes mm-hmm. and everything was negative all good it just seems like consistently you know she has a, a cough and congestion and so we're going now i think the next step was to see a uh, uh an allergist and then see if there's any allergies now we've changed detergents we've tried different things in our home um even when we're on vacation it seems to have the same issue so, uh, so the question basically is, you know, just what your thoughts are about an allergist, and in, 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 if they do find an allergy, is it, is it typically something that can be cured, 
or is it, you know, I really don't want to take on any type of chronic medication. And it isn't that bad where, you know, I have to, the, or the risk to the benefits and what your opinion would be for something like that. Yeah, um, so often kids mm -hmm. have stuffy nose congestion. I've seen it uh, on and off in, in mm -hmm. our kids. Lana always like, oh, give them a little Claritin, mm -hmm. right? Clear it up. Mm -hmm. um, allergies. I'm allergic to cats. When I'm around a cat, I close up. I tear. It's 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 a big. We know this because we have two cats, yeah. and he can't come to my house, or he goes into anaphylaxis. Yeah, and so, we keep inviting him back. He yeah. won't. He won't come. So I said, and they still won't get rid of these cats. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, <laughs> my question is: Is allergies necessar necessarily present in a sniffle or congestion, or? Because I, I, I hear this all, all mm -hmm. allergic. What What is it? Yeah. So actually, allergies can present differently in different age groups. So early on, allergies can be more GI related that you could see. Um, abdominal pain, diarrhea, you know, when you when we just talked about like milk allergies, right? Fussy baby, things like that. Um, poor weight gain. As you get older, it can show up more sometimes in skin, right? You get hives or respiratory so congestion cough have you tried any medicines to date flonase, flonase. prescribed yeah uh, we've tried it you know it did it didn't seem to help in the evenings okay. but again you know, i'm too fond of trying to give her just the medication to try to sure. stab off the the problem i try to, try to get to the, to the bottom of it and try to figure out what it is yeah i mean so when we hear about like Chronic congestion, I think about two things, and you mentioned both of them. We think about either large tonsils or adenoids, so inflammation in there. Adenoids, typically you evaluate by either scoping or doing an x-ray. Um, what they checked for was fluid in the ears. He used the word eustachian tubes. That's the tube that goes from the nose to the ear behind there. Sometimes fluid in there. Um, and then allergies can cause chronic congestion. The fact this is only happening at night does make me feel maybe it is more allergic because if it was adenoid hypertrophy things, it would I would expect mm -hmm. it to be other times as well. So I think allergy testing is a good idea because it could be something simple in a room if you have rugs or you know, it could be stuffed animals or dust mites, things like that. And you're right. The mm -hmm. first thing is changes in the household, right? You can put pillowcase and mattress covers and a lot of vacuuming and some people even when it's really bad remove rugs and get rid of the stuffed animals um it is helpful if it is affecting her life affecting her sleep i think medications over the counter like claritin and zyrtec are safe um the feeling of congestion bothering them um nasal steroids can be very helpful and you can sort of just use these as needed and then if it's really really bad and affecting her life certain allergies um, you can gain immunity from like, remember the old allergy shots? Yeah. Which are miserable for kids. But now they make immune, oral immunotherapy where you put drops under your tongue and over years you can be desensitized for certain types of environmental allergies. So there's a lot of options, but I think you're doing the right thing. The first step is the allergies. Have you heard a lot of the problems uh, with mold in the house? Uh, this black mold that yeah. lives... And, I, and I'm convinced this might, and again, this, this is your issue. No, this this <laughs> might have been Serafina's issue because okay. after we left that house, it was a huge mold problem yeah. in the home. 
Are you are you hearing any of this? We hear about the black mold. I mean, the truth is, if you're allergic to mold, whatever the mold is, you're going to be allergic to. If you're not allergic to mold, even if it was truly something like that, it probably wouldn't cause major issues. Gotcha. Um, okay, what do I know? No, no, no. But if you got it wiping down your walls, yeah, maybe that's a problem. If you're seeing it, that's an issue, right? <laughs> We're gonna to have to do all these episodes in the holidays because we have Christmas trees in the background of no, every single one. it looks one. great. It looks yeah. great over there. So. It's very festive. Just one other question: How do you feel about uh, local honey? You know, my mother was always proponent uh, of uh, you got to give them local honey for allergies, and and there's something to be said for that. Honey, I think you know it coats the throat, pushes mucus down. I don't know that it cures the allergies. Can't hurt, but I don't know how much it's going to help the allergies. Italian grandma, but I yeah, like I no, like the no. bees. No, listen, you, you you hear a lot of this from the yeah. Italians. The Italians got like a remedy for everything. For everything, you know, it's like oh, she's allergic, honey. She's got diabetes. Throw some uh, salt on her head and it goes away. You know, it's it's like these 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 remedies that these old school immigrants come in right. with is just uh, off the charts. I, I got the same thing with my family. But I'll go a step further. My grandfather had a magic foot. You ever hear that? No. All right. Well, this is a Sicilian thing. So in the Sicilian culture, when you're born, you get wrapped. You're, either your hand or your foot gets wrapped up in the skin of a wolf. All right? Now. <laughs> is this real? <laughs> My sister yeah. had a stomach ache right uh -huh. and we were staying at my grandparents house who, who don't even speak english so i'm like eight my sister's five or not i'm nine she's five i come out of the living room my grandfather is standing over my sister and he's rubbing her stomach with his magic foot now as a nine-year-old right i'm ready to call child services <laughs> so I asked my father on the way home, I go, Dad, I don't know what was going on, but Grandpa rubbed the, the Jessica with the foot and she threw up. He goes, he's got a magic foot. He said it like everybody had yeah. it, right? Yeah. So you haven't lived, bro. Wait, was his it, foot wrapped in the wolf skin? No, no, no. Where'd it, the wolf skin the wolf, come from? No, the wolf skin is at birth. Right. And that gives you the, the magic. It gives you yeah, the magic. It gives you the <laughs> How come Disney hasn't latched on to this yet? That's amazing. Yeah. So I asked my dad. That's amazing. What do I get? Do I got anything magic? Yeah. You know, no. did, did we do anything at <laughs> my. Did she throw up because he was stepping on her stomach? Yeah. The, yeah. She had a stomach ache. Yeah. He did a magic foot thing. Yeah. She threw up and she was fine. This is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, bro. So uh, get yourself some wolf skin and uh, wow, have another baby. You'll have a magic baby. But thanks for calling in. Have a wonderful, hey, wonderful you. day. And we'll see you soon. So, yeah, Happy man. holidays to you both. Appreciate thank it. You. you. got thank it, you. bro. So what did your dad say to you when you asked if you have anything magic? He's no, I asked. Oh, sorry, I asked him, Do you have anything magic? Yeah. He says it skips a generation. So, you, what do you, you have then? Well, I, I, you should have something. I should, but they didn't have any wolf skin at the hospital. So, I want to come over your house and you are doing something magical. Yeah, I know. Well, I wish I had a, a hand or a foot to, to, 
That's amazing. To stave off diseases. Um, you notice we have a lot of dads calling. I, which which well, sort of says, like, look, the dads are interested in this. No, no. It's, I think it's a demographic that's untapped. Uh, that's why we're doing the show. A lot of dads out there looking for guidance, looking for some advice. You call two fathers over here, one with an unbelievable resume and an education, and another guy who... You know, Has should an be working on a <laughs> medical degree, magic. That's good. That will be. That should be. We're gonna change our name. Medicine and magic. Medicine versus magic. Oh God! You know, I was an English major. Despite no, no you were. Yeah, I went to med school, but I was an English major because I enjoyed like reading and writing, and I knew I was going to med school, so I took those courses too. And the English people were fun to hang out with. Well, it's funny. Yeah. I think your your educational path is a lot different than mine. I feel like you were the type of guy that were looking was looking at each semester at the classes, going, "Oh, I have an interest in this, and I have an interest in that." I was looking at the thing, going, "How the hell am I gonna get out of here with a C?" I wanted to go to journalism, right? I took the journalism yeah, test. I could see that failed. Really? Uh, What's a journalism test? It's like uh, English. It's like, you yeah. know, learning to read and write. I mean, I did good. Uh, you yeah. know, what the, <laughs> this test is biased. <laughs> How's it going? Good, hey. good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to finally meet you guys. Yeah, nice yeah. You. Why is calling. everybody cooler than us? Everybody who's been on. Everybody like... that calls in is a lot cooler than a guy in a chalet <laughs> sweater and a Jewish doctor. Um, no. What's going? On? <laughs> what's going on uh, with the with the kids? Oh man, I just wanted to. Uh, well, I only have one, and you know he's my everything. Um, I find myself most of the time trying to uh, please him and give him, you know, you know, a yes answer all the time. Uh, whether it's thinking about his future, maybe a situation that could hinder him or hurt him, you know, I just always give him that yes answer because I, I want to be his best friend. I want to be his number one, you know. As he grows up and molds his mind, I want that ingrained in him. And I don't I think that's what I fight for, you know. So uh you is there a lot of disciplining going on or is it just whatever he oh, wants? Mom, yeah. Mom's more strict and she understands that other side, you know. Um, I have a hard time with the other side. How old is he? Six. Turn six in September. Ah, happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> so I got I got this issue, but it's flipped. Yeah. I'm the disciplinarian. And my wife is whatever you right, and I have his. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, you yeah. don't discipline. Uh, and my wife, wife disciplines me and the kids. Yeah. Okay, so in this so. case, is it good? <laughs> See, no, we'll talk later. <laughs> is it good to have this yin and yang in the house where someone is uh, more strict than the other, yeah. or is it better to have two parents that are on the same page when it comes to discipline? I think we see the yin and yang a lot. I think it's also good, oh, yeah. right? But I, I think it's also good that 
even if your wife says something different than you or vice versa, that the kids see that you're a common front, right? Because then they, right. they play it. I hear that, you know, the, the couple times I'll say, you know, I, we should do it this way. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to mom and sort of trump me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. If she says something, somebody will come to me and like, come on, dad, you know, you know, we don't need to do that. You know, so oh. it's hard. They know how to play sides. I got a theory. Oh, yeah. What do you got? This is my theory. All right. Give it to them. I believe if you discipline them, right, and you're the disciplinarian yeah. and uh, they, the kids, are not necessarily going to go run to the mother or the father, whoever is not the disciplinarian. Right. They actually respect and need the structure coming from both of the parents. No? No, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I, I think that's very, wow, very wise. Hey, listen. No, but Listen, I, also, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no. A lot, a lot of parents want to be their kid's best friend, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I was never my father's best friend. It was always like he was the authority figure, yeah. and I was like, you know, he was the boss, and I was the em employee, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so growing up, yeah, yeah, yeah. growing up, right? right, like, like, and I thank him for that, yeah. Right, right. But can't you have both? Right, you. I can don't know. Be, can you? I, I think. I think he can see you as his best friend, but still respect you as a disciplinarian. Because in the at the end of the day, he knows when you're doing that, you're doing it for his best interest. Not at six years old. Yeah. Right, but over time, I just had this talk with my my daughter, who's a teenager, and I said, you know, sometimes when we get on you and ride you and and you're upset, it's not because we want to be mean. It's we're doing it. Because we we've been through that, and we wanna we wanna do what's best for you. And if you don't realize it now, I think down the road you really will. But I go through the same thing. Like, you know, I want to please, please, please. There's a lot of yes, and then the couple times I say no, even though I know yeah. that's the right answer, then I find yeah. myself I feel bad for it afterwards. Right? Oh mm -hmm. God, they got so upset. I don't want them to be upset. We were just talking. We should get them on. I mean, we had this talk with Vin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this guy. So I, I have a good friend and he is, I mean, yeah. he is just a disciplinarian, right? Like gotcha. when he speaks, everybody listens. He says it one time, do the dishes, change the, you know, clear the table. They do it. There's no questions asked, but the respect and love they have for him as their father is second to none. So they don't look at it as like a mean thing. He's just created this. And I always say, I'm like, I got it. I wish I could be like that. I, I wish people looked at me that way because there is something to that feeling of being able to tell them how and what to do and at the same time feel that equal love and not that animosity. So even though your father, right. even though your father was raising you, uh, it's it sounds like the opposite way that you're doing it now. Uh, so why the change? A little less, uh, I mean, it's not, I would I'd do my thing my own way, I guess, you know, and um, although I appreciate him looking back on it, um, you do need that discipline structure, but I mean, I just, the change is that I, I this is my own, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, try, I got that love there and I just, 
when I'm pretty soft hearted, you know, already as it is. So I care for him. I, I let him <laughs> not run all over me, but some people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but we, we talk about that quality time, is, right? right? Yeah. We, we, we have a lot of talks about like quantity or quality, right? You feel as a parent, yeah. like, you know, if I'm working, am I, I'm not there a lot. And then the times I'm spending, you yeah. really want quality. Is there one more important than the other? And I think yeah, you what you're saying that. is like that quality time you're spending with him, whatever it is, that's where he's going to see how caring and loving you are. And then if you have to other times be a little bit of a disciplinarian or your wife does, and you can stand by the wayside, I think. I don't think it takes away from the love he sees as as your buddy, right? Yeah, I think I think ultimately it comes down to spending time with the child, giving them some type of structure, showing how much you love them, and I think it all will be okay in the end. And listen, it isn't the way it was when we were growing up with our fathers, uh, although it might have worked and it might have uh, really gave us uh, structure and discipline. Sometimes, like you just said, I'm my own man. I do my own thing. And, uh, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah. I think they remember those experiences, right? You you playing with Definitely. them, taking them to the game, taking them to a show. I remember yeah. those things I did with my dad, those family trips, those things. You remember those a lot more than I was told to clean my room. There he is. Let's see. There he is. Big man. Hi. What's going on? He looks just like you. You know, you know, you got, you know, you got the best dad in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Wrapped around. <laughs> All right, fellas. I appreciate. Enjoy your hey, day. Nice Take to care. see you. Bye. Nice. Later. nice to see you. A loving father and his son. We saw it right at the end of that call. Really, really. Really, really sweet. What a, what a great show we had today. It was a great show. A lot of good topics. Sort of a common theme about, again, parents just wanting to make sure everything's okay. And whenever a parent struggles with a hardship at home, we had a father talk about the child having, you know, an allergy as an infant and reflux and having trouble sleeping. Then you just want to make sure you're still doing everything right. So a good topic to talk about. Talk about sleep, sleep position, what's safe. Um, so really good show. Yeah, being your being your uh, kid's best friend, uh, dealing with ADHD, lot a lot lot here to digest on the Daddy versus Doctor show. You want to be a part of it? Daddy versus Doctor at gmail.com. Come on the show, talk about your concern, your behavioral issue, whatever it might be. Love to have you here. Until next time, Dr. Scott Cohen, Sebastian Maniscalco. We will see you on the other side. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.